Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bond by Numbers. We are very, very pleased to be with you today to discuss what happens next now that No Time to Die is out in cinemas and streaming in some places in the world, available for download and uh, purchase in just a month's time. We are finally going to join that big conversation in the Bond community and beyond about what's next for the franchise. James Bond will return was at the end of the film, so how will he return, when will he return, and in what shape will he return? Well, my name is Scott Powell, and here on Bond by Numbers, I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-hosts, Joshua Dwight Gordon-Taylor and Jeffrey Chapman over in Ottawa, Canada. Gentlemen, it is an absolute pleasure to see you today. You as well, my friend. You yes. as well. Good to see everyone. Everyone is all sipping their coffee on the videos we have here mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. really excited for BBN season three, episode 14, AKA now what 007. Yeah. Now what 007? What, what is going to happen next with the Bond franchise? Well, that was my, uh, for your eyes only, not Blofeld impression. The guy who wanted to give Bond a delicatessen before dropping <laughs> down into a, uh, yeah. an industrial yeah. pipe. Yeah, there you go. What an odd scene, huh? What an Man. odd scene. Yeah, well, hey guys, it's it's really good to be here with you. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to this episode because the truth is, although, yeah, fine, we've got the Bond show and we've, you know, we, we've seen the films and we're doing all this work, we haven't really, either off or kind of on the show, we haven't really talked much about this subject. And in the lead up to no. the release of the film, and particularly through all the delays, you know, there's been a lot of media about who's going to be the next Bond. And we've kind of, t- you know, we've played a little bit into it. But now I feel like the time is right for this conversation to happen. Lots of opinion out there. Our listeners have got tons of opinion. The actors themselves have got some opinion. And mm-hmm. only the producers know for sure. So before we get into it, um, we just want to welcome everybody back. You know, it's been it's been a few weeks since we've had a show. And last time we no talked, we gave first... We gave our first impressions in No Time to Die, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the new year, we'll do our full review on that film. But, you know, it's just, um, I, I think this is, I think it's the right time to be chipping in with our own voices here on this big subject, huh? I think so. Also, not a lot to plan as well. Just <laughs> yeah, putting that yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just, it feels more like a get-together than like a streamlined operation like all of our other episodes are. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So we hope uh, our listeners know? enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's, uh, that's all right. A little more off the cuff, but that's okay. Sure. We are going to do a World of Bond, though, feature, because lots has been going on in the Bond world. And yeah. guys, maybe Sorry. maybe we can start there with uh, No Time to Die, because because now it has it's opened in China, it's opened in Australia, finally, almost everywhere has it. Ooh, those the, provocative Chinese markets. Yeah, well, the box office is currently <laughs> sitting at about 670,000, uh, sorry, 670 million worldwide, probably closer to 700 million by now, because my, my, da- my facts are a couple days old, but... Um, in the US and Canada, it's streaming, and here in the UK, at least, it comes out on Blu-ray and 4K and whatnot on the 20th of December, just in time for Santa. So, has uh, the media kind of settled down a bit over No Time to Die back home, guys? Yeah, I think, yeah. like, if in North America, like, p- people are talking, you know, The Eternals came out, so yeah. that was the big thing. And uh, and Dune has also been in the, in the uh, is still going in the box office as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then also have the talk of like the new Spider-Man. So a lot of like the usual talk that one movie comes out, there's talk about it. And then after yeah, that, and there's the response and then the slow kind of whittling yeah. down and then something else replacing it. Typical North American uh, th- yeah, box office talk, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's, it's sort of the uh, the stream of consciousness of how, of how everything Zeitgeist. goes. Yeah, but uh, okay. it's funny because... Um, 
we, uh, Daniel Craig was actually on um, SNL because uh, Remy Malek was the, the host and he actually came in oh, and, cool. uh, and did a couple of skits as well with him and that was a couple of weeks ago so uh, but I think now a lot of the time is when you have a film and because now it's coming in, into the theater and theaters are not, you know, everyone's able to go to the theater safely mm-hmm. or, or uh, most of the places is that they also have a lot of these films ready to go. As soon as it's out of the theater, it's already available in the streaming service. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, literally when I saw it in the theater, Amazon was already sort of teasing it and now it's available. So... Mm-hmm. As much as, you know, No Time to Die, like, that sort of fever, quote-unquote, has, it's broken. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm, But you mm -hmm. still have it uh, as being sort of publicized and advertised on different streaming services. So it's still there. It's just not as prevalent. What's it cost uh, back home in Canada right now to rent or to stream? Uh, That's a great question. I think it's like $6.99 or something like that, I believe. Yeah. It's 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 a little high. Do you know how much it is here? I looked at it last night. Fifteen ninety nine. That's pounds to rent wow. the film. Wow. Wow. That's like that's like twenty five bucks. Oh man. Yeah. To rent the fucking movie. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like Mulan was like that when it first came out on like Disney Plus. It was like thirty five. Right? I was like, what? Black Who's Widow gonna, too. Like, I wouldn't buy. That. I don't that's know. Like, During the theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. Black Widow is the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know Just how to justify it. Come out on D plus. I'm guessing that they're hoping they're hoping that before dark. Amazon. Before Amazon kind of shoots it with it, because eventually Amazon's going to have it, right? I presume right, yes. that they must have some sort of contractual window where they're allowed to or permitted to kind of market it themselves. And they're just thinking, well, if we've only got such a short amount of yeah. space to do this, let's just see who wants it bad, right? Well, that it's almost like Uber. It's like the rush rates or the higher rates. That's oh, almost yeah. what it's like. It's like, okay, so let's just... You know, up the price for as uh, for that short period of time, and then we'll bring it down to a reasonable price. But someone's going to buy it at the high price. <laughs> oh yeah, someone mm-hmm. always puts their washing <laughs> machine always... on at the time of day yeah. when they're not supposed to, yeah. right? Is, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh well, There's always someone who does that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys. So yeah. You know, so China, Australia. Sorry. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Australia would, would got it so late. I mean, they are part of the Commonwealth, so they always get stuff yeah. late. They would get it at the same time as Canada or something, right? But felt really bad for our Australian friends because they were waiting a long time. Um, it'd been dark for a lot longer than we had to go dark. Just yeah, you know, off social media, off the off the bond stuff. They really had to. Well, I wouldn't say struggle because you're waiting for a movie. It's not a life struggle, um, but. <laughs> It's it's frustration certainly when the rest of the world gets it, but you got a point, Josh, because you know Australia has a golden relationship with Bond insofar as its actors have a connection, a serious connection to the title role, and mm. it's part of the mythos. And you would have thought that uh, they would. I mean, I don't I don't know what factors are involved there, but you you would have to have thought that uh, they deserve better. I think that they deserve better than what they got. You you know how uh, Broccoli and Wilson and Co should make it up to Australia. The next Bond film should ha- should be set partly in Australia, and partly in Montreal. There's n- and Montreal, because you know uh, that's just a, it's just a quick walk across the ocean. <laughs> just a quick uh, and across Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, because there's never been a, a Bond film set in Australia. Like none of the plots have no, been built there. No, that's right. No. And I mean that you could you could even make it in the north, like where um, you know Darwin is, and it's yeah. close to New Guinea. I mean, there's lots of really really cool awesome little, stuff there, little, yeah. lo- locales. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, guys, John Pearson died this week as well. Moving yeah. on in our world of mm. Bond feature, Fleming's mm. pal and biographer 
He wrote mm. probably what's still the most celebrated biography on Ian Fleming, and it's uh, a ripe old age and sharp till his last days. But uh, yeah, John Pearson's no longer with us, so it's a big alumni in the community now who's uh, passed away. Yeah, he he more died more just uh, last week, actually. Mm-hmm. He did indeed, yeah. And if, uh, if if you're listening to the show and you haven't yet got yourself a copy of Pearson's biography on Fleming, then uh, go do so, because though it was written many years ago, um, mm. the insight that Pearson writes with and sort of the, the connection he had to the family certainly is, is enough um, enough to provide so, a very, very good read. So he knew Ian when they were younger prior well, I, to him even writing the biography, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he wrote it, uh, you're talking about the life of Ian Fleming, one, the one he that's right, published yeah. in 66, yeah. Okay. 66, I, yeah. So just, just, just after just his posthumous, death. like two years. Yeah, yeah two years, yeah. Because it was 64 when he passed, mm-hmm. right? That's like right. it was like in that's spring 64, right. I think. Uh, and um, yeah, so there's there's John Pearson away. Well, gentlemen, uh, another man who's passed away but would have been celebrating his 81st birthday this week was uh, Yafet Koto, the villainous mm-hmm. Mr. Kananga from Live and Let mm-hmm. Die. And celebrated American character actor. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Lots of Actually, you know, guys, roles. What's the exploitation film he was in before he did Live and Let Die? He was filming and the United Artists uh, president went over and spoke to him just across oh. the road, same lot. Yeah, across 110th Street. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah 110th Street. Because I remember there was a song from that movie, <laughs> and right. Tarantino used it in the film uh, Jackie Brown. Uh, and I also remember yeah. on our Live and Let Die episode, Josh, I believe your dulcet tones ring that song out. <laughs> I believe so, yeah. Because mm, I was, I was I wondering where I heard yeah. that song before, and then I was like, I knew that was a song. Oh, he's gonna do it again. Oh yeah, there we go. Do it again. Woo. Not dulcet at all. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. falsetto, really, isn't it? It's more of a falsetto there for you. It's a false Sam Smith falsetto. It's a false set along. When you said dulcet, for some reason I was thinking of <laughs> dolce, like the Italian dolce, and yes, yes. And yes. then I thought of Anita Ekberg, so it was like mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, anyway, it's right. So um, moving on, guys. You know. Mm-hmm. A big news story uh, just came out the last couple of weeks involves the writer Kim Sherwood, who yeah. was authorized by the Ian Fleming estate to write three spy thrillers set in the world of James Bond, but without 007, who himself is presumed captured or killed. This is a mm. three-book deal with Harper Collins, and Sherwood will become the first novelist to expand the Bond universe. And for my part, the Bond I'm, I'm cinematic really? universe, correct? No, the Bond universe. She's writing them the as Bond. period pieces of the James Bond yeah. character. Yeah. Okay. And I'm uh, I'm really looking because I mean anything she's writing within that world, but Bond isn't part of it. That's that's expanded the universe, right? So so this would be post. You only live twice, I suppose. Or well, we don't know. I mean, it could hmm. be. We only have a certain you know percentage of what the James Bond character might have done when he worked for MI6. True. This this could be at any point in his career, but he's presumed captured or killed at this point. So yeah, maybe that's, yeah, maybe it's Here's post. My speculation. You live twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they do it, period thing, I think Bond, I think because it's it'd probably by this point be like kind of towards the end of the 60s, it's very possible Bond could be disappearing somewhere like in uh, Vietnam, French Indochina, that whole area. Mm-hmm. Very uh, possible. Maybe Rambo will save him in <laughs> years yeah, later. Uh, so apparently, yes, the, the, the description here is James Bond's missing, presumed captured or killed. All of Bond's contemporaries are gone and a new generation of double O agents has captured, uh, sorry, has been recruited to replace mm-hmm. them and battle a global threat. At the mm-hmm. same time, Moneypenny and M are searching for a mole in MI6, 
Will the truth be uncovered in time, or is it the end of the 00 section? Hmm, okay. That's what it says. So does that connote that, that you're going to be getting... Uh, it's, well, it was uh, an article. That is from Harper, uh, Harper Collins. That's Harper Collins' media release for it, is it? Yeah, that's the, that's the release. And, and this right. is from, uh, cool. and actually I got it from the website James Bond Lifestyle. Nice I one. looked okay. up the author. And, yeah, sure uh, would, yeah. yeah. yeah She's sure got would. some connections. With Bond. Yeah. She does. She definitely has some connections. Not very much of a like a resume, sort of a CV that kind of impels her towards Bond. She, it says here that she wrote a history on like slavery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she she did. She she won quite a coveted prize over here mm-hmm. for her publication, um, her first novel, I think it was. I'm curious to see how this. she got the how she got the role. Yeah, I, I don't really know, but I think that's I'm I'm all for this. I'm really I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. Now, as you know, I've got a real taste for for reading the Anthony Horowitz texts. I haven't got there yet, but uh, when we do, we'll review them on the show. But I, I think it's great that um, we're giving an expansion. This is where I think the James Bond universe should expand. I think through the stories, yeah. this is where I really want to see this um, this expansion take place. You know. Uh, one thing I was just going to mention is that for the author, she she actually does have a, a Bond connection, like a physical connection. Uh, apparently, her uh, she's the granddaughter of George Baker. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so, very yeah, cool. So that's what I mean. She very actually cool. has a connection, yeah. Yeah. But guys, you know, I, I mean, I know I, I don't want to shamelessly plug our other series, Josh, Lighten the Pipes, but Jeff, you sat in with us on an episode where we reviewed Enola Holmes, right? And That's right, one yes. of the yeah. One of the things we spoke about at the time was just how stifling the Arthur Conan Doyle mm. estate seemed to be for any sort of any sort of productions or spin-offs or yeah. you know, anything at all. And here, I think this is a great move by the Ian Fleming estate yeah. because not only does it keep the character open, but you can reach, with Kim Sherwood, younger readers, you can reach uh, female readers, perhaps, you can reach a different dynamic, a different demographic. And I think this is exactly the type of thing that estates need to do to keep their brand moving you know well i would agree with you in the sense that at least if we're looking at uh if we're comparing to the enola Holmes situation and bond is mm-hmm. this is kind of like yeah this is sort of like um uh the the the, the polar opposite of, of how totally uh, you, is. See, you see it go and I, I mean now maybe i'm i'm a bit biased but this seems kind of like um, a better way of going about it because at least they're kind of yeah. open to the fact and obviously you know the powers that be the they're okay with it and it it does seem it does seem like it's going to be pretty fruitful and uh, it, it so. just seems very positive at least with yeah. media and feedback and, and and sort of reception that it's going to be a good thing and and as much as I'm a stickler um, for you know uh, keeping things sort of on par and uh, you know I don't like a lot of sort of spin-offs or, or uh, remakes of things I'm pretty excited to see it and just going by again the reception I think this is going to be a uh, a positive thing for the Bond franchise and I know that yeah. uh, I'm usually hesitant about these kind of things but I, I'm, I'm okay with it so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that uh, it it goes okay and I'm my only hesitancy is that like I'm going to hear a lot of morons bitch about it that's, yeah, well, that's kind of well it's, yeah I mean it's the internet it's 2021 what are you going to do right mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like Gloucester in the storm, Josh. Like, you know, you're going to hear these people screaming into the wind anyway. But I think it's one of these things like turning back the tide, King Canute. This is this is where we are now, and I would just embrace it. Because anything that comes with the ringing endorsement of the Ian Fleming estate is hard for a fan to say, that's not right. We shouldn't well, do that. Like, exactly. fuck off. 
just fuck off and enjoy the content. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Put it there with exactly. your least favorite Fleming books. But what don't, happened don't, to like, know. yeah, put things down and just move on? And like, exactly. Well, this okay. isn't yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving next bingo, to the next bingo. thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, hey, we can't all be lovers, right? <laughs> no, we cannot. Anyway. But we can try to at least be friendly. <laughs> we can. And speaking of being friendly, I'd like to tip my cap to the wonderful graphic designer and uh, illustrator. Oh, yes. Ruben Wakeman. Now, mm-hmm. Ruben, of course, uh, as uh, friends great. of the show know, and lots in the Bond community know, is um, is at the end now of his wonderful reimagining poster, logo, call him what you want for each of the 25 films with the release of No Time to Die. He's done his his poster for that. And uh, he was selling a big A1 print of all 25 of the posters on a single sheet. And I picked mm-hmm. one up. He signed it there at the bottom. And although we each have them, because you and I, guys, I sent them to you for Christmas yes. last year. Uh, yes. Some of our yeah. favorites. I got this big print. Framed and on my wall um, in the uh, living yeah. room. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm really, really pleased to get this, and it's just nice—a nice way to cap off the uh, the whole experience of kind of traveling this this journey with Ruben as an observer, <laughs> not as a, not as anything else. But and, it's. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It you looks really good. You wagon to his star. <laughs> I did I really did? Yeah, yeah. And, and I then new, offered you a ride. <laughs> Yay! Mm-hmm. I was gonna say his new uh, No Time to Die uh, logo is absolutely it's cool. awesome. It's really it's bitching. Cool. I really mm. like it. Yeah. I knew he would incorporate the trident in there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, w- yeah. I was correct, yeah. I remember, Josh, um, you made a lot of that trident and the whole idea of false pride and hubris and stuff. That, that was good. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, our full review on that film. Maybe you go into those themes a bit more. I also forgot, too, that on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service's opening titles, uh, like in the opening, uh, oh, yeah. you can see the, the silhouettes have, like, a tr- one of them has a trident that's as right. well. That's right. So that's another nod there. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So well done, Ruben, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you come up with next. Uh, if if you haven't got yourself over to Toys of Bond to see what Ruben's up to, then uh, by all means, take take a trip over. You won't be disappointed. And listen, guys, just before Better. I move away from it, I, I would mm-hmm. like to also um, give a shout out to our, our friend of the show here, Chris Wood, uh, Bond mm-hmm. on Vinyl, did a great episode with uh, JW on the uh, James Bond radio podcast, where he and JW went through the music of No Time to Die. Um, it's awesome. a really good, really good work. Uh, Chris did a lot of research into that, much like we do when we do our music shows. But he and JW had a great chat. And uh, yeah, I'd really encourage you to go check that one out, too. Well, it's I, I uh, a lot so. of fun. Uh, yeah. Did it, uh, I know you were sort of lukewarm on the score, Scott. Did you yeah. find that they, that he brought things up that maybe made you reconsider it? Or? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. You know, I mean, w- the most recent score we did with Chris, of course, was The World is Not Enough. And I was very lukewarm on that score. But the experience <laughs> of listening to him... And sharing that, you know, sharing the music and talking about the cues and stuff, that's always really fun. And that's always yes, worth, worthwhile. So the score, I, I do still remain a little bit lukewarm on the score, to be honest. There's some great tracks, but... Um, I you think know. he put all of his grandeur into the Dune soundtrack, in my opinion. <laughs> well, m- maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm not beating down what he did. There's, there's some good music with 007, but film scoring today, mm-hmm. particularly the way Zimmer does it, he'll have sections of the orchestra playing independently and then it's all done in the booth right layered on yes. top of one another so you'll never have a percussion you'll never have the percussions the brass the strings they're not all in the room at the same time and i no, feel like very i feel like you can you can hear that you can hear that sampling that happens in his music and there's a there's a color or a texture i can't put my finger on it which these sort of overproduced scores have that i i don't 
always like. And uh, sometimes, sometimes I'm completely oblivious to it, but there are some tracks with, within that Bond score that I just feel like if you had the, the single color of the orchestra recorded on, you know, different mics or whatever... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a purist, I guess, but it's okay. It's a good score. It's serviceable plus, and it's fun. There's some real fun tracks, but the episode he did is great. So check out the episode. They have a lot of fun there. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, re I recently downloaded uh, Waxman's uh, Casablanca score off. Uh, oh, yeah. and that'd be good. I, I really didn't know that movie had like a theme song, like a, a main theme either. And it was it's quite a yeah. pretty good theme actually. Like you can get the whole melody and whatnot, but then you also have the actor who played Sam. Like all of the music mm -hmm. that he did is also on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And the quality is like not the greatest. Wow, it's it digitally recorded, 80%. but it has a lot of that static, crack crackly kind of stuff. But because yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. I heard some like really good Korngold and, and Herman scores from that area that were touched up and it didn't sound like that at all. Mm. So maybe they don't have like the like the original print like recordings mm. to remaster. Maybe. Casablanca, perhaps. Maybe sometimes, that's what it is. sometimes just the recordings, like it's really hard to remaster them. Because even like I'll give you an example, like it's it's completely different, but it's similar. Is that when they started to remaster, do those? Remember those twentieth century remaster CDs they did at the the like the beginning of the the millennia, like the two yes, thousand. I recall when we were working at right? HMV and they yeah. had the, those silver, the colored, silver, black exactly. and white colored uh, exactly. editions that were like dirt cheap. Exactly. But yeah. when they started to remaster a lot of, like, early 50s, like, rock and roll and stuff like that, like Chuck Berry and Elvis, the thing is, even those master tapes aren't, like, super, super quality. So the fact is, no. is that, and you always see that, when you see, like, remaster stuff of older music. Like the Beatles when it, stuff, for example. Exactly. But they'll always have that little sort of, you know, that little note saying, like, just so you know, the original tapes, this was analog stuff, so there's going to be mm -hmm. imperfections. And even, yeah. like, the remasters of Chuck Berry, I mean, you can you can hear the pops and the fizzes. Like it, so I'm not surprised that some of those recordings, this is what I'm getting at. It's a long way to get there, but I'm getting there. <laughs> that, um, the original recordings of, of the scores, because it was done in 19, probably 1941, and the movie was released in 42, correct, for Casablanca, mm -hmm. is, I mean, you know, it's going to sound like it's going to sound. They're going to do the best they can to remaster it, but it's still going to sound like a 1941 that's right. re recording. And, so Yeah, that's totally and that's true. Why you've got that's why you've got guys like Joel McNeely, who with the Royal Scottish National Orchestra are re-recording complete scores, you know, like uh, I know Sunset Boulevard, talk about Franz Waxman, Sunset Boulevard was yes. one that McNeely did in the last few years. And uh, I know the Superman score had a, a re-recording as well. Um, hmm. Really, yeah. the Williams one. Nice. Yeah, but there hasn't really been a great remastering of that original. McNeely is also known for being kind of like the stand-in John Williams. Because I remember when they were doing that whole, back in the late 90s, when they had that whole uh, Star Wars pulp culture uh, oh, thing yeah. called The Shadows of the Empire. Oh, yeah. Like, there was like a novel, there was a comic yep. book, and then there yep, was a video game. game. Yeah, yeah, and man. Joel McNeely <laughs> did the music for the video game. And he yeah. also they also put out a separate score like just for The Shadows of the Empire, period. Because they... It was a big thing because what happened between you know Empire and Jedi, and that's what that all that's what all about. I'm sure that's all decanonized now though, most likely. <laughs> yeah, but the Thrawn whatever. trilogy. It's, yeah. it's still great. Oh man, still yeah. great though. Yeah. Oh, Thr Thrawn trilogy is great. And well, um, speaking of, uh, just to go back to what we were talking about earlier about the Waxman and Casablanca, I remember I told you a couple weeks ago, and when I, when I watched Casablanca for the, I, you didn't realize it was my first time watching the movie. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you like lambasted me incredibly, but yeah, you know what? Funny. It was worth it. Like yeah. I, I loved it. I loved oh, it's it. It's amazing. It was so good. It's a great it's a great movie. 
Yeah. yeah, and now I'm just really into Claude Rains now too because like yeah. I watched The Invisible Man on um, oh, Halloween yeah. night with a bunch of other mm-hmm. Universal ones, and he was really great in that. And uh, and I always loved him like in um, what was that movie? Lawrence Notorious. Arabia. <laughs> oh, or yeah. Notorious, yeah, Notorious for sure. Oh yeah, uh, definitely in The Invisible Man. But I, all, oh. I the first movie I saw Claude Rains in was Lawrence of Arabia because he played like the diplomat uh, guy in Cairo. You know the one that was working with yes. um, with, with uh, Allenby, the one who gets the, but they're getting the whole the whole treaty going right, and he was kind of a politician, but he was, you know, he was honest about being a, a deceitful politician, and yeah, and uh, Reigns was also Julius played Julius Caesar one time as well, apparently. Did he? Yeah, I believe he played, uh, like I think in the in the in the late in the late forties. I think that might have been the the one that uh, Roger Moore was standing in as a like a legionary in, in that in. <laughs> I, cool. I'm drawing a blank on that. I didn't know Roger Moore yeah. was ever Roger in a Juliet Moore, Caesar show. Well, it was Anthony and Cleopatra. <laughs> okay. And Cleopatra. Yeah. Okay. And he was in the film. He was like a, a, a legionary standing at a door or something, and he had like a, you know he had like his pilum standing at attention or something. And uh, Claude Rains was Caesar in the first half of the story. So he was the equivalent of like a tree in like a like a high school uh, like Romeo and Juliet um, yeah. play. He's kind of like, I guess, because I know it's like the Repu- late Republic, but I guess he would be kind of like the equivalent of a Praetorian guard. There you go. What year would this have been, Josh? Uh, late 40s? Like 48, 49? Not with Roger so Moore, it wouldn't have been. Well, he would have been like 20, right? He was a young man. It was like early in his yeah, career. I don't think Roger Moore was acting then. But I think he was still at Rada then. Late 40s? Roger Moore, uh, Caesar, it was called Caesar and Cleopatra. Back checkers to the rescue. Caesar and Cleopatra. I'm looking at the year. Listeners, talk amongst yourselves. Caesar and Cleopatra, forty-five. Yeah, good work. Oh, he would have been. Would have been eighteen. Yeah, oh yeah, Claude Rains. Yeah, definitely. So he would have been very young. Vivian Lee. Vivian Lee. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like it could have been a good movie, but it must. It's Mm. not well known, so maybe it wasn't. I know that Lee. I know that Lee kind of had issues after *Gone with the Wind*. I know. Mm. Wasn't I think she was? She had some mental issues, if I'm not mistaken. It was an Oscar nominee for Best Art Direction, so it'll be fun to, oh. fun to watch at the very least. It'll be pretty. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I wonder. Anyway, if they, guys, they um, in color. we we are kind of edging into a little bit of a rabbit hole. I, I don't think we're down it yet, but we're <laughs> I mean, we're we, kind of we sniffing at it. Roger Moore, but we're not <laughs> sure if he was in. Yeah. I know so, I, I he was. Him. Josh, yeah, he's 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there we go. We're bringing it back. That's good. So yes, Jeff is absolutely right though. Bringing it back, uh, let's talk about our theme of this episode, which is who is going to be the next James Bond. Yeah, let's give the people what they want. You know, the Craig era, even, we saw a lot of talk about who was going to be, uh, people already speculating who the next James Bond will be. Lots of names were mentioned. People had their fan casting as they do these days, and you know, some fan castings, you know, people think they can will them into imagining, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. I remember, like, following Game of Thrones in the beginning, and everyone oh, yeah. was saying, oh, who should play this character? And then, of course, they cast someone else completely, and then, you know, or, for example, like, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm. Oh, yeah. What? The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You as the Joker? But then look how that turned out, right? So you never know. Well, that's the thing. Uh, but I think the big name in terms of the Bond casting was... 
Idris Elba to play James mm. Bond, and that mm. was a few years. That was several years ago now. If you think yes, about that's how right. long the Bond for, the Craig mm-hmm. era has lasted, uh, due to you know the delays between each film and the most mm-hmm. recent delays, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people, he was talked about, but I would say now, like Idris Elba, I think is approaching fifty or already is fifty. Yeah, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, Daniel Craig's oh. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think yeah. he's too old to grab onto the franchise, in my opinion. Now. In my view, if you want to get, say, someone of a person of color in the role, someone who's really incredible. Sorry, Josh, forty-nine. Well, forty-nine. You know. Forty-nine. Okay, he's, he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, he looks he looks great. I mean, I, oh, I mean, yeah. if you go back and watch like The Wire, and you see him on yeah. there, and he still looks the exact same. You know, yeah. like uh, yeah. same countenance, same kind of, you know, um, bearing, and uh, just the what's, you know Baltimore. The Sorry, buddy. Just who was the other black actor on The Wire? He was fantastic as well. Did he play oh, um, the guy that played Marlowe? Yeah, Michael didn't K. he pass George, away? Uh, didn't Michael, he pass oh no, you're talking. Oh, no, no, you're Michael, talking about uh, Michael, uh, Michael, K. Michael K. Williams. Yeah, he was Omar. He was really yeah. good. Omar. Oh man, Omar was a fantastic character, oh. and also uh, Chalky White on Boardwalk yep. Empire. Yeah, great also, performance. Yeah. Also, he was in that show uh, I really enjoyed with James Purfoy, another oh, uh, who was yeah. who was also rumored as James Bond, and now he's I too old remember. now for. Well, I know, and now I can't remember the name of that show, but I, oh, Happen Leonard, that was great. Happen Leonard, that was a fun. Which series. are based on yeah. on like sort of like pulp novels, but man, that I was show thinking was of awesome. mentioning that series for our other show, Scott, was the Happen Leonard. Oh, novel. it's so good. Yeah. They're really good yeah. gothic I crime. I love that show. Like so, so the much. Southern yeah. Gothic crime stories. It's really just good. fun. The show is great. It's really fun. But don't go in expecting like either like no. suave <laughs> British James Perfoy no. or even like Mark no. Antony James Perfoy. <laughs> no. You're going to get like southern almost super blue collar like super almost blue hick. collar yeah yeah, yeah James Purfoy. James Purfoy. it's really interesting yeah in the south of texas like you know the south it, yeah it's a great great show though i i really enjoyed it um Purfoy and and Purfoy is also doing that series that like matthew reese and matthew good started out uh there's like this documentary series that these it always has these two guys, these two British actors. It started out with Matthew Reese and uh, Matthew Good, where they just go around talking about wine. And I think, oh, okay. and uh, Purfoy is doing that show now, I believe, with Dominic West, uh, who's also oh, a wire veteran. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. Where they go around talking about wine. Yeah, they're like they're just lovers of wine. They go sounds travel like the to trip. wineries. They go, it, it, it sounds it, like the trip, like the Steve Coogan and uh, yeah. Rob Brydon thing. Or that Paul, like, uh, Jama- well, that's that a, Paul Giamatti movie. And that type yeah. of show is actually Sideways. very popular because there's Sideways, also, I don't yeah. know if you guys ever saw that. Like well, yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. There's also a good one with uh, the the two guys uh, and from uh, uh, the Outlander. They just have a little show where they go around Scotland trying right. food and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's pretty Ewan good. And uh, McTavish. Yeah, it's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget um, William Shatner's uh, Paper Bag Wine YouTube show. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I I think possibly I remember that was inspiration. <laughs> I think for the wine for the wine show, and it's called the wine show. That's what it's called, the wine show. Okay, it's cool. appropriate. Cool. Yeah, if you, you can see clips on YouTube, they're really good, and you can see all the different actors that did it. But Reese and Matthew Good were were like the originals, and uh, mm. they were awesome. Before we start, guys, it you know it, it's worth saying that this is maybe even a moot subject because my real thinking is that as long as they're actively involved as producers and not just sort of stu- studio figures, Broccoli and Wilson are going to select probably 
eh, relatively unknown or a quiet actor, maybe. I don't know. Like, if if they go for a new series of films and they want to reboot, I'm thinking they're going to go with someone who isn't already established in a franchise or has a big, big reputation. But That if, seems to be know, the case. That, I, that yeah. seems to be the pattern that they've been following. If you look I at Roger Moore, that. T- TV actor. If you look at Pierce Brosnan, TV actor. Mm-hmm. If you look at George Lazenby, commercial TV actor. <laughs> yeah. uh, look at Sean Connery, minor film actor because TV yeah. wasn't a big medium when he was around, so he did minor films. And former Mr. Universe, still kind of a more modest background than, say, for example, uh, some of the big names that people are, are, are shelling out right now. Uh, <laughs> and also, even look at Daniel Craig. He also started on television as well. And he wasn't even a really big known quantity when he was na- uh, named Bond, you know? Oh, it's that skinny guy who killed Tom Hanks' kids in, in the Road to Perdition? Road to Perdition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, or, or, or he was the villain in Tomb Raider, so... When you're saying Tomb Raider, I'm like, Gerard Butler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Gerard Butler, like, her friend or something in that movie? Oh, maybe. I thought he... Oh, maybe he... I know the second movie villain was Kieran Hines. Oh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure Daniel Craig was the villain in the first movie. I'm pretty sure. He was, like, a rival or something. I, I don't know. I just watched a film with uh, Daniel Craig. It's actually on uh, Amazon called The Trench. It's like a my parents you know, watched that. Yeah. they said it was so depressing. I heard it. it sounded, oh it man, it's a it's McAvoy long. too. Yeah, lots of people. It had Ben Wisha too. Wisha and Craig. Oh, Wisha wow. was like cool. nineteen. Craig was thirty. Um, yeah. Killian Murphy was like twenty, as well. Like so. Anyway, it was very depressing. It's all about the song. Anyways, but yeah, obviously oh, it's gonna very be depressing. Cool. But it's it's a good film. Nice one, nice one. Well, guys, I guess we are getting a little ahead of yeah, ourselves. Was <laughs> <a meek grinder laughs> yeah. So what do we think is going to happen to the Bond character next? I mean, at the end of No Time to Die, if you waited till the end, you'll have seen, and they made you wait for it, but James Ooh. Bond will return, right? We, we, we yeah, know that now. But will he return in the cinematic installments that we're used to? Will it be another short series or say, I mean, five or six film character arc recasting? Will it be the episodic adventures like we were used to with Brosnan and more? What do you think Bond is going to structurally return as now that Amazon is holding the reins too? Well, that's why I'm thinking that if it's Amazon, uh, and obviously uh, it might be a series. Um, Has which, Amazon said or the Broccoli said that it's not going to be a TV series on Amazon? They have Are, said that. At, yeah, at the they, moment, they wanted, at the moment. They, they wanted to remain. Um, they wanted to remain a cinematic thing, but you know, for how long will that happen, Jeff? What were you saying, buddy? Oh well, I guess. Uh, well, my want is I wouldn't mind a series. Uh, I mean, I like. I, I mean, it's it's probably better, I guess, that it would be like continue to be cinematic, like films. You know, just like you know, actual films. I get that. I wouldn't mind a series because it would just be interesting. You could sort of because um, it's it's different, and we haven't had that with Bond. And I feel like you might be able to sort of hunker down and just sort of feel more attached to the character if it was uh if it was done as a series mm. but i don't know that's just it's i mean it's it, it's different so I, I would be open to that um yeah mm-hmm. but, i would be uh, i'd be as well but it depends as on long as it's ad- done adapted. it well that, that's the thing right because here's my thing if you do like a, a modern day bond series i don't think it's going to stand it's going to stand. No. Ne- it's, going to, it's going to stand next to other TV series similar to that. It's yeah. going to be very generic, in my opinion. I you're think right. if you're going to decide to do a television series about James Bond, 
you're going to adapt the Fleming novels and you're also going to make it probably a period piece. I would hope that's so. That's the only way that I could digest the bond into television Absolutely. series in my opinion. That's yep. how I feel. Yep, yeah. I feel like if you do if you do it modernize it, then you're just making like Jack Ryan the TV series or something exactly. like that. Or James Bond the TV series in this case. You read so, my dossier on my desk. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hmm. Well, what about, what if, what if you became an adult cartoon and we used Mark Hamill to do the voice of James Bond? I mean, I'm just saying. Sure. Well, Mark Hamill does a lot of voice work. I, I know, I'm sure he, he can does, do it. He does. I'm yeah. sure he could, man. No, I joke. But um, I agree with you, Josh. I think if they go series, they have to do something, period, uh, because it will, exactly as you say, it'll stand, it'll stand alongside so many other procedurals and sort of, you know, crime investigation shows that even spy thriller things, I, I just think it'll, even though it's Bond, it, it will lose its luster. The name, the brand yeah, will the lose thing. its it luster has, a little bit. Yeah, and it has yeah. to. So that's the thing. It's like, because now there's so many streaming services and so many types of these shows, almost ad nauseum, is like there has to be something unique. And I mean, obviously Bond is unique, but it's also, you know, it's been around for, you know, 60 right. years. Yeah. So there has to be something unique. And, and because every, and everyone now is a critic, everyone has seen everything, everything's been done. So it's like, how do you, yeah, how do you make totally. Bond unique uh, and, and, you know, refresh, refresh it mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in, in today's media? So I think That's it should question. be a period yeah. piece. Yeah. And it would be neat if it was almost like, almost like, well, I don't want to say young James Bond, like that young James Bond, but if you had mm-hmm. sort of earlier operations or stuff like that where, like, you know, he was Navy or SAS or Yeah, post-war, is, something like that, 50s. Something like that, and just mm-hmm. sort of see how he gets to where he is, like sort of how he climbs the ladder and, and the politics behind that. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here. but Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Something a little different than just doing missions. Like it's... Yeah, in, but, you know, you know, we also have to, I think, acknowledge, guys, that... Broccoli and Wilson are not as young as they used to be, and they have a formula that works with the cinema. Yeah. Their long yes. vision for cinema bond has always been effective. Whether you've loved all the films and the scripts and the collaborations, that's, and, that's and why it's by the by. Diverge from that when you exactly. make more money like, doing it the other yes. way. Yeah, you make more money. Plus, creatively, they've proven themselves capable of continuing Cubby and Harry's creation this way. Adapting to the modern they era that they're going currently to- in. Are they going to want to change the chess pieces right now so that they can hit a new market? That's an Amazon decision. I don't, I don't yeah. see them getting involved in that. So I think that what they what they intimated and what they've been suggesting in their interviews is that Bond is going to remain a cinematic figure for as long as as long as they see it. I don't think we're going to see a teleseries or a streaming series for a little while. Maybe maybe if they give yeah. up complete right and kind of creative consultancy with it, if the brand completely transitions. Maybe then, but as long as they're still involved, I th- I think that Bond is going to remain the one and done cinematic type thing. But if, I think if as we, long if as we, the the movie series are continuing, I think it's very the off chance that you'll see a like a a period piece Bond like based off the Fleming novels. I think that's a very slight chance that's going to happen. We very could slight. we could see I just want unless they kind of get into like a. <laughs> Spin-off, possibly. And maybe Bond but shows it, up occasionally. Do you know what I mean? Like the actor comes in yeah, for a few yeah. weeks of filming. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. Like, possibly. I'm, I'm, no, I'm okay with that too. But but how about, I mean, how about Q, Q the series? Uh, you know, going on, you know, you know, b- being a quartermaster for MI6 and at the same time, you know, you know, 
dealing with the dating light sort of like in a flea bag kind of way and then you know t- he has his cat and stuff like that and oh man just get just get ben wishaw to star in it it'll, it'll be great <laughs> yeah, i don't see that happening but uh if you assuming that bond stays cinematic um do you guys think that eon is going to do you think they're going to go back to the sort of episodic adventure or are they going to reboot with a new actor to do a few films with his own arc the way they've done with Craig? And the reason I ask this is because after Connery, more came in and lightened lightened the tone a bit. Do you think, yes. I mean, I personally feel like I they have they to might, lighten it again. I think I they've got to lighten it. I think we'll probably get a pretty, Brosnan more yeah. mixture. That, that's, that's what, what I'm I thinking. Feel. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, they should, they'll probably do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so which which so which actors can raise their eyebrows the highest? That's the question. <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. Which actors? That's the can... ultimate addition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And do and do those sort of uh, those grunts the way Brosnan does them. Uh. Yeah. And when we <laughs> were talking, about, we have a li- I have a list of actors who I think could be James Bond. And now what I think about it is like if the, what direction we're going with Bond is that those actors would best fit. Like yeah, to me, sure. one of the other people talked about besides Idris Elba for Bond. Mm-hmm. is Tom Hardy. And yeah, I don't see Tom Hardy fitting, fitting that like more like lighter bond. I but he's I, too big. I mean, I know that he can change his body type. We all know that, but I don't know. Christian I mean, Bale. I mean physically <laughs> No, he's oh, too old now. Wow. Yeah, I think Tom Hardy is still still a big big name. He's still one of the well, bookies' favorites, he, but he, he is. He's like I, doing the he's four, stuff four to now. one chances like, with the pretty bookies busy. are saying. I I don't see the only the only way I can see Tom Hardy or another really big name who has other sort of franchise reputation coming on board is if they decided to do like a reinvention of just episodic Bond every every movie different different yeah. look at the character then you could give it to a star but if they're looking sure. to yeah. go if they're looking to go I, th- I think they're they're going to want to do a few with the same actor the same then, actor yeah who I mean who knows right who really knows but. We've got lists, guys. We've got lists of actors yeah. we think could be good, actors the bookies are saying, actors that are long shots, near shots. Why don't we just share some ideas? Um, mm-hmm. So we've talked about Idris Elba, who's a fantastic actor, but a bit long in yeah. the tooth to pick it up at age 49. I, um, I still think he'd we've, do a great job, though. Oh, dude. <laughs> we all so know good. it, because everything so he touches turns to gold. He, so really, I mean. He'd be a good M. I can see him as like an as M, M or something. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a good shout. Well, Josh, I mean, why don't we just, like, guys, why don't we just pick one off our list? This We're not ordering them. <laughs> we're not saying here's our favorites or we, we can save that for the end. But one actor off your list that you think, yeah, this is a nice, nice idea. Good idea. What do you think? Well, uh, Dan Stevens. Um, Dan and again, Stevens. I, I don't yeah. think he's yeah. even been in the running, but, uh, and it's just because recently I, I watched a film, uh, not a new one, it came in 2014 called The Guest, which I do recommend that you all watch. Um, Dan Stevens. That was really good. Oh, man, it's so good. It's it's kind of like Jason Bourne as a as a sociopath. I mean, Jason Bourne technically is like a sociopath, <laughs> but, uh, but it's kind of, this movie is. It already is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this one is kind of like he. Yeah, he's like a psycho, and he just kind of like pretends to be this guy, and and just kills everyone. And he's helping out this family, but then he just decides to kill everyone. Like he kind of just like a switch turns, and he just goes on a rampage. But it's a really, really good film, and it's a really good example of just how uh, Dan Stevens can play anything. And uh, but anyway, so I think Dan Stevens again. So if okay. people don't know who he is, he was in Legion. He's been in uh, Beauty and the Beast. He he does a lot of different things. He's doing uh, a series right now with yeah. um, with Julia Roberts and Sean Penn on the Watergate scandal called uh, Gaslit. 
Yeah, that's oh, right. Really? It's, it's new. I just saw that on his IMDb yeah, there. He, cool. he uh, even though he's not, uh, I mean, to me, he's not always in the limelight, but he's always doing something. And uh, who does he good play looking in that? Man. He like, Very good. Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say, like, he... in that John Dean. <laughs> that name, yeah. If you know the Watergate scandal, John Dean is a figure in, as a figure in that. So that's really interesting. That's a good role. It hasn't been but, released uh, yet. It's obviously filmed, but I don't think it's. Yeah, actually... it's, I think it's pr- maybe it's in the can. It's in the can. Yes, yeah. but yeah, that's uh, a good choice, buddy, because he's a handsome man. Oh well, yeah, he's uh, well. he's a tall drink of water. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but um, just gonna go and uh, binge Downtown Abbey now. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that he's on it for five years. You could do, but, you could do uh, worse. You could do worse. But, yeah, you know, he's he's uh, apparently he also speaks um, five different languages. Like he's like he's he's well versed. Oh, that's, uh, that's a really so. good shout. Mm. Yeah, because he's uh, he, he speaks German. There's a new series. He also speaks German, and he's fluent. Like he's, um, or, I don't know, new, but well, I guess new to me. But he, but he can. Anyways, he he's uh, he's the real deal. So that would be kind of like a nice. That's sort of um, uh, on my list of uh, possible bonds. Obviously, he's, there's been no mention of that, but I could definitely see him. I like it, Chapman. You know, I like it. Yep, he's uh, gonna, 1982, so he's, yeah, he's right in the perfect age. age for this stuff too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll give my girlfriend some credit because she said you know he might be a good bond. I'm like you know what? And then once I I watched him recently in that that movie The Guest and other things and, and just uh-huh. sort of sort of see how how well how diverse of an actor he is and obviously the fact that you know he's pretty easy on the eyes uh, and and uh, great in Legion too. So yeah, that's what I mean. And so and obviously he's British. So um, I think he he would that's be a good, a good, that's a good he. <laughs> He would be a good. He'd be a good Bond. I'm I'm adding yeah, him right be. now to my list. You can hear me <laughs> typing. I, I like that. Uh, I'm going to check out some of his yeah, work, man. Honestly, he's great, man. Wow. Josh, over to you. Why don't you give us one off your list? Uh, an actor you think could do something cool with the role. Well, uh, we talked about Idris Elba and how he's a bit too old to play Bond nowadays. And uh, in realms of persons of color, you know, who are I think that they've mm-hmm. been talking about who could play James Bond. The big name that people have been talking about, and I think he's actually really good. Was uh, is uh, Regé Jean Pate? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. Everyone knows him from Bridgerton, yep. but mm-hmm. uh, he's sure. left the series since then, so he's definitely available. Mm. And uh, <laughs> he's he's at a good age to like start. To, he might be a little young, maybe, but I, you know, it depends upon how they decide to hand to hand. Exactly. Him on. Yeah. Exactly. So I think he could definitely like put put up, uh, do the role. He has the charisma. He has the charm. Sure. He kind of reminds me of he's a young like like a another actor who had been a good Bond, but he's. A, as a person of color, and he's a bit too old now too. Would be Chewetel Ejiofor, oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. I could see him kind of mm-hmm. like being like a younger version of him in a way, like the same kind of presence and uh, that kind of charisma, you know, that has an actor. So mm-hmm. if, if 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 he gets the role, that would be really good because he's so he's really good in Bridgerton. He's like one of the best things about the about the series when when mm-hmm. I watched the first season anyway. And uh, despite my, I have some issues historical inaccuracy wise with Bridgerton. Uh, but we'll not, we'll, we'll, we'll not go into that. Like, I understand what the show is trying to do and whatnot and everything, but I really love the Regency period, and I just want to see, like, a real series about the Regency. And uh, so that was yeah. kind of annoying for me. But I also get I understand what they were trying to do, so don't c- come at me for that. <laughs> please, please, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't think you got to worry, buddy. Yeah. Another name, uh, if we're going to, like... Josh know, got the, his burn notice. Oh, the no. typical castles. And if we're going to to typical casting, you know, for Bond, another young actor who's up and coming, is a well-known quantity though. So he might be a bit too popular. Would be Harry Styles. 
Oh, oh my gosh. I hadn't oh, even thought whoa. of Harry Styles. Nah, they'll never oh. No, I don't see the Broccoli's green light in Harry he, Styles. He, he was in he was in uh uh Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. He was, yes. Yeah, I I know that, but I, so, I don't But know. another I name I think is a good runner for Bond and I think he's the right age for it is Taron Egerton. Yeah, Taron uh, Egerton was, was yeah, it was on my list. Um he was on yeah, my Kingsman, list. Obviously, is a good yeah. training ground for him. I mean, you know, he's been in the uh, what do you, uh, those 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 fun films. The um, oh my goodness, what are those the the Secret Service ones? The Kingsman, the Kingsman movies, yeah, Kingsman, Kingsman yeah. Movies. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah he's good. He I like in, him. He was in Rocket Man too. He played. Yeah, oh, amazing. Oh, John, yeah. oh wow, he's amazing. Yeah. He's a great actor. And another Bond candidate was also in Rocket Man, and that was uh, Richard Madden. The people have been talking about him yeah. because of like he's, yeah. Yeah. Not, they've been talking about of, him of, too. Of the bodyguard, and he's another yeah. guy. That was but now a great it seems show. like he's attached to the Marvel universe now. So I don't know if he's going yeah. to be a, a big name up for that. I mean, he could. Apparently, I mean, he went down on the list like for the odds as they're going. Well, he did. Uh, okay. He's kind of bumped down because of the Turtles recently, but. Another name that uh, has come up, and I think he's even mentioned. I, I read somewhere that he's interested in playing the role is Tom Holland, but he's way too young for me for that role. Yeah, he's, and I, I he's not even that young, but I he's just—he looks too young. He's a bit too young. He's him. a bit too boyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the fact that too now uh, he's being cast. He's just, he's doing the uh, first adaptation of the Uncharted video game series, oh, and he is right. way too young. For that role, but I know yeah, play, right. I know they're doing it so that he's like a younger version of that character. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I don't know, I just don't see him in that role. Well, you know, uh, he's also carving himself out a, a, a Marvel niche with his Spider-Man yeah, stuff. So I, I see him is. as kind of sticking sticking there and and maybe expanding that web. Pardon the pun, a little pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. double pun intended. Yeah, nice. um, guys, can I throw one in there? Let me throw one in no. there. Tell you this. This, <laughs> this is a guy. He's a guy on my list, and I'd like to know what you think about him, because Roger Moore was 44 when he picked up the role, roundabouts, right? And he and he okay. did it. And this guy's 44 years old, but he's in better shape than Moore was. Roger Moore used to do, like, leg lifts, right, when he was on the set of Live and Let Die. That was his exercise, and, like, leaning <laughs> against the wall. He wrote about it. It's hilarious, right, in his journal. But um, I'm thinking of Michael Fassbender. I've always oh, liked yes. him. Yeah, yes, I always liked him. I saw him 100%. in Macbeth a couple of years ago, and yeah, that man. film is—it's not the greatest adaptation of the play, but but it's such a striking performance yes. that he gives. Oh, and I'm, I'm I, on board with that. You, you like sure, that? Man. You like that? Oh, yeah, Fassbender yeah. is great. Absolutely. And actually, for anyone, like, I still think it's the best of the Fox X Men films. Is mm. probably X Men mm-hmm. First Class. Yeah, directed this by Matthew Vaughn. Piece too, and it, it's a period piece set in the sixties, yeah. and yeah. they adapted to like the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep. Ken Adam is totally an inspiration yeah. for the sets of hundred percent. Oh yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, check it Absolutely. out. It's fantastic, I and will, you don't need to watch the previous movies to, yeah. to enjoy it. Like it's really good. You got Fassbender as the young Eric Leshner Magneto. Yep. And up against McAvoy, who is like his best friend, Charles Xavier. Band so, of Brothers buddies, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were both in Band both of Brothers, too. Band of Brothers but and McAvoy. Though, as an addition for James Bond, there's a scene like in the film where he's hunting Nazis down. And like, and awesome. he, is, he, he could <laughs> easily have been James Bond for the yep. time. I know he's getting a little up there, but yes. he, would, yeah. he would be good. He's he would yeah, be good in the role. It's not that bad. Good call, Scott. 
44 is not old, no, but I, I agree with no. what, what you're saying. Like, in terms of modern casting, you wouldn't think of yeah. giving a 44-year-old the role. But 44 nowadays isn't like 44 like, back then. It's like 25. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I know he did have some, like, stuff in the press a couple of years ago. There was some buzz about it, yeah. but There was some buzz. Yeah, there was. It really yeah. came to anything. Like, we don't know if that was just sort of, like... We don't know the details on it, but it seems like he's coming back now, so it's, it's hard well, to say. I, I think it would be great to return the role to Ireland and uh, give Fassbender a look at that. But yeah, hey, I've said, German Irish, yeah. German Irish. Another great film. Thank you. With Fassbender is, uh, I think, is an underlooked film. Uh, also has Olga Krylenko as an awesome villain. Oh, is yeah. Uh, Centurion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yep. <laughs> That's really good. And uh, there's also there's a movie with I think I think it's called Hunger. And it's and he and uh, Fassbender plays Bobby Sands, who was the uh, who was an IRA leader who oh, goes on yeah. a hunger strike. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic film by Steve McQueen. Uh, really, really, it's it's dark, but it's a very good m- movie about the the troubles uh, Ooh, period. Okay. You know, yeah. so really, really good to check out. Uh, most of the film is him having a conversation with the priest, played by uh, the great uh, Liam Cunningham, and mm. just how like. You know they're discussing the, the the rationality of what he is doing and everything like that, and yeah. I think it was a big breakthrough performance for Fassbender. Like people noticed him because of that mm. movie. Well, don't forget so. Twelve Years a Slave as well. He was in that. Oh man. That oh was, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, right. God. Yes. Yeah. He was. And uh, also, I did like him uh, as Promethe- in Prometheus. He was I really good as like the android yep. uh, for like on on the ship and whatnot, mm-hmm. and how he was trying to emulate Peter O'Toole in uh, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he was one on my list, but you also mentioned McAvoy. Now, I think if if the series want to go a, a, with Gritty and a little bit dour, they could do worse than go with James McAvoy as well. He'll have to build up a little bit, but I think he could Oh, do but it. he can. Yeah, Did you not see him in... he's a very uh, good actor. Like, he's he in is. Split. Oh, he's great. He was a brick shithouse in Split. Okay, I haven't good seen point. Split. Oh, yeah, good he, point. Like, he, literally, he, I'm like, who is this? Like, Vin Diesel? Like, he's mm-hmm. he was huge. He was like Tom Hardy big. But so he can he can do the same kind of thing like Tom Hardy where he can change his body weight and all that kind of stuff and his physique. So McAvoy would be kind of a neat cho- choice too. So then you, and you look at the again Band of Brothers, that whole sort of I mean that's literally Band of Brothers is literally almost like a like a, a class of film class. If you look at all the people that were in it, like especially with British actors of the last twenty years, because uh, also the one that was going to be on my list too, that, and it had been rumored for quite some time, was uh, Damien Lewis. I'm sorry, I'm jumping in there, but again, that's yeah. another yeah. yeah Damien Lewis was a name which I, think I also old now. Yeah, I I would love to see him as Bond myself. As an M, way. he'd be good as an M. Also good as an M. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean uh, to interject there, but just going on the and, and it'd be kind of it'd kind of be kind of nice too because you know his wife was in uh, Sky. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, Helen McCrory. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that the was pretty cool. Helen McCrory. Yeah, the late Helen McCrory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, of course, this is the big name, uh, not really the big ele- the big elephant in the room, so to speak, or the man of steel in the room, uh, the Gerald de Rivia <laughs> yes. in the room. Uh, this would be Henry Cavill that everyone has been saying I'm, that would be good. I'd be okay on. with that. I, I, I'm kind of like I don't know. I wasn't impressed with the Sherlock Holmes. I think no. he has the, the I, I have to see him in a role like where I think he's not reminding me of Superman, not reminding me of of Geralt, not I reminding have faith me of. He could do that. He could do it if put to the task. He could. 
I feel like yeah. he would be almost like a Lazenby kind of cast. Like, just I think someone who's cast for his figure and his physique. And he does have that charming sense to him. A friend of mine says Guy Ritchie's um, Man from Uncle adaptation is really. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Solid. That is and really, that really Cavill fun. Was good, was good in that. Okay. And the music for that, sco- that score is just fantastic, by the way. Check that one out. It's. Um, oh, what's the fuck's the guy's name? The music oh, yeah, is by Dan right. Pemberton. Yeah. The same guy that uh, did um, the same guy that did his film in Ola Holmes, interestingly enough. But Pemberton oh, for that movie, movie is just great. It's so fun. Check it out for real. He a lot of period stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Anyway, cool. uh, yeah, that's that's. I don't know, guys. Like, I mean, Cavill's a good actor, and he's such a good-looking man. I can see why people think. Like, I think the film would be. Like people would make apologies for the how shit it was because he was he'd he'd look great and it'd be fun to watch. I think and Cavill I, would actually you know. fit in that like post like that more kind of Bond role. I think just because like he's like tall like Roger Moore. I think because he's not like you're not going for the Sean Connery kind of Bond with him. You're going for someone who can like easily get out of a situation just be based on like you know his height and and maybe wit and stuff like that. So if they give him they write him some good lines and everything and. And he's yeah. able to kind of have naturally take to it. I think he could do a very kind of like more of a of a lighthearted kind of Bond or a kind of very action oriented, stylistic kind of Bond. Well, I'm Man not sure. Being a good, I'm not sure. I would the like to I'm see him sure. like that. I don't know, but I would like to see him like that. I would like That's to. But Bond, think about yeah. think Kenny about what each of us, me uh, and you and Jeff. Like, the three of us guys, we watched Enola Holmes, and we all said the same thing. He didn't know how to play as big a role as that. He didn't know what he was yeah. doing with Sherlock Holmes. No. He was he yeah. was so aloof, and it was ambiguous, and it was odd. It's Could almost he... like he was standing in the shadows, so, because exactly. maybe he didn't want to supersede yeah. Millie. That's yeah. a possibility, too. Maybe, maybe, but also he probably didn't know what to do with such a titular character, you know, such an yeah. important figure. Like, would he know how to... Would he be haunted by the ghost of Connery and more? Like, would he know what to do? How to bring Bond himself? Was he haunted by the point. ghost of? I'm wondering how he would did Superman. I mean, he must have been haunted by the ghost of Christopher Reeve as well. I don't know. I've I've only seen his portrayal of Superman in um, what was the Man first of one? Steel? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Man so. of Steel, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff, give us one off your list, buddy. Give us another one off of off your list. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, well, I was going to say Damien Lewis, but that had been rumored for years and years. I was also thinking, and again, did Jamie Bamber actually? I think he might be okay. Mm. I like him. Mm. He like he. There hasn't been a lot of talk. I mean, he, no, I don't he think does. He's things. in the conversation. No, no, no. I know. No, I mean, like not. the most recent thing I saw him in was, uh, um, and I mean, recent. It's been a couple of years, but he was in um, that show Strike Back on Cinemax, which uh, he was pretty good right. in too. Right. Uh, obviously, yeah. a lot of people know him uh, as as um, Apollo, as Apollo on, on, yeah, on yeah, the newer series of yeah. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. and. Um, how old's he now, Jeff? He must be pushing uh, 50. I think he's or... like 45, I think. I think he's about 45, okay. 44. Yeah. For, like, mid to late but he must 40s. have been in his he must have been in his 30s when he, or like early 30s when he did Battlestar then. Again, also uh, in Band of Brothers, too. <laughs> yeah, he, that's right. He has that scene in the... Uh, the he step, was in Bastogne. Yeah, he, Bastogne, yeah. Yeah, when... Uh, what's his name there? The Colonel Dyke. Dyke just sat there and did nothing, but, but, and then he just took over. <laughs> 
Which is <laughs> but, not, which uh, is not entirely. That man was not a coward, by the way. Like I, I, I right? watched like a, a history buff oh, really? video okay. on Banner Brothers, and oh. there's a couple of inaccuracies in there. Yeah. Like, did you know that, like Blythe, for example? Yeah, because like, there's an interview with Winter saying that's not exactly what happened. I saw that. Yeah, it was like no, Blythe did not die in '48. He no, died he like way later. Yeah. I think he served in the Korean War. Yeah, apparently. that's what they said. So that's yeah. totally inaccurate. Anyways, that's weird. Anyway, but that's um, all. Yeah. But Jimmy Bamber, I thought maybe, because like he was mm. okay in, in Strike Back. But again, that was just sort of, I was just thinking like, well, you know, it's possible. Uh, another person I had that has been mentioned, and I do like him in certain roles, um, but at the same time, I have not seen him in, in the uh, those uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey things. But Jamie Dornan, I do like yeah. him. My. He's really good in the uh, fall. Like uh, that's he, what he I was plays told. The, he yeah. plays the the murderer uh, against Gillian Anderson's detective, but he's uh, yeah really good in it. He's you know textured. I, I know that that's he a, can do um, um, you know um, good uh, dramatic roles. This would be different. I did. I really liked him, and there was a a movie called Siege of Jaggedville, which is all about mm. on Netflix. I watched it with Josh. It's still on Netflix. It's a good film. It's all about. Um, it's a true story about uh, Republic of Ireland soldiers that were UN peacekeepers in Africa, and it was kind of like almost like a three hundred, where they were outnumbered like ten to one against uh, like these uh, mercenaries, actually a French Foreign Legion, and they held them off for days, and they had no help, and and. They, I mean, all these guys should have gotten medals, and they literally no one heard about the story. No one talked about it for almost like fifty years, and only oh. in the in the last few years did they actually give them their due. And and because uh, it was largely just sort of kibosh, like they didn't do anything for these guys, and it was it's quite amazing. But anyways, uh, so he was the main character in that film, and and I was really impressed with him in that. Um, and obviously he's he's a handsome young man, and so mm-hmm. I could and with his physique, he's not like a big guy, so I could see him being like the the kind of like a, a Brosnan or or, or a Moore uh, style uh, mm-hmm. Bond. Yeah, you know? but, I know what uh, you mean. Yeah, and I, I would say that 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 type of style is is I think what. Well, I don't know. I think it should be the next stuff. <laughs> in my opinion, I think that's where they should go next because we've already had, you know, like the rugby player of yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Daniel Craig, which is fine. I'm, I'm, I was okay with that. But I think we need to switch up the, the, the physical makeup of Bond going forward. That's just me, though. No, I agree. Another I think people, most people would agree with that. Another name that has been mentioned, too, is... Um, I think it's ja- yeah Jack Houston. It's been a name also been discussed. Oh yeah. Bond. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. If, that's if right. you know Jack Houston, yeah, he played. Um, I forget his character's name. Oh, what was Rich- his name? Richard. Richard somebody. But he was the. Yes. Uh, he was in on Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk yeah. Empire. Yeah. What was what was what was his character's I'm name? Looking Jack, it it this, I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. It was he Boardwalk oh, Empire. Yeah. It's HBO. He's my favorite about, character. Like, on that show. The, like like the rise of um, the mafia in like Jersey and New York, like in the twenties and Atlantic 30s. City. Yeah. Atlantic yep, City, exactly. particularly, and mm-hmm. Jack Houston was the friend of, uh, not Brad Pitt, uh, Michael uh, Pitt. Michael he was Pitt. A, a, yeah, Michael Pitt's uh, colleague in crime. Uh, he was like a war veteran who lost his face in the First World War, and so he wears like half a face like a mask. Yep. And he was like a he was a dead shot, like he is a expert oh, yeah. sniper, and he was used as like a hitman for like the New Jersey uh, Atlantic Mafia, and uh, yeah, he Richard was Harrow was his character. Richard name. Harrow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I remember, it. yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a good character name. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 
-hmm. But he was like one of the best performances in the series, oh, one of the best characters in in that yeah. series. Yeah, uh, I liked him. Really good. I don't I don't know if his I mean I'm looking at him. He he's he's a bit too for my personal opinion, he's a bit too um I don't know, like a bit too much. I feel like he's a Daniel Craig situation where like you can't quite see it when he was casted. But then Maybe. once you saw Craig built up, because Craig was was very scrawny before, like, or he was at least very lean, you know, prior to being cast as Bond. And then yeah. when he got in shape for the role, I mean, you know, you have like that Ursula Andress esque scene, you know, in Casino Royale. Uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I could mean, see him playing in a period piece, maybe. Possibly. Another one yeah. I think who'll be good in a period piece, even though he's, I think, he's too old for the role now. But maybe when he was doing the Americans, and that would probably have been Matthew Reese. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that because both of oh, you I'm have in the past that. said that Matthew Reese is uh, mm -hmm. was, it was a choice for you. Um, not anymore. He's not cool. anymore. He's cool yeah. Now, yeah. Well, yeah. But I love another, been good. another young Welsh actor or a young Welsh actor who's uh, who was also in Dunkirk and was in the Goldfinch is uh, Anurin Barnard. I don't know if you guys know anything oh, about him. Is that the he's a, is that the kid that was uh, on the boat? The one that was that's uh, right. Yeah, he he's got sorry, a really, he's a silent. Was, 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 was he the uh, silent guy? Yeah. Yeah. Who was supposedly yes. French or something in the movie, but. Well, he, I, I think oh. he's a really interesting looking man. Like he's, he's yeah. got a real, real curious and uh, compelling features to him. I mean, I, I'm not really, I mean, if you check out his picture anyway, I think you'll see what I mean. But um, yeah, he, he had a, he had that role in Dunkirk and he was in War and Peace a few years ago as well. And he's, he's a small guy though. I think he's only like 5'8 or 5'9. Mm. And like I said, he's, um, he's a Welshman. It might be nice to bring it back to, you know, to uh, Welshman, yeah. bring it Absolutely. back to Wales and, and have, okay, have yeah. some of that. Yeah. But yeah, Reese is a Welshman, but again, he's, yeah. he's too old. Yeah. Um, but just for those who haven't heard Matthew Reese, uh, I mean, I talked about that wine show he was on. Uh, if you're into spy stuff at all, watch The Americans. Probably yeah. one of the best TV oh, series yeah. made like in the last 20 years. But uh, he's fantastic in it, to him and Carrie Russell. Um, so w worth checking out if you love the period stuff, for sure. Uh, a name that I have on my list, and this uh -huh. is my dark horse. This is my own personal choice. Okay. Right. Uh, I've only noticed this in the past couple of weeks because I've been watching Black Sails which also has Toby Stevens in the lead, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, is Luke Arnold. Now, he plays Long John, who hey. the guy who's going to become Long John Silver uh, in this in the, in, in this this historical universe in the, in the series. Uh, charismatic to the T, very good-looking, uh, physically, like, very, you know, yeah. he has it there, very charming, has great presence to the series, great comic timing and wit. Like, I think he would be a great Bond. I just don't think he's a known quantity because uh, I don't know what he has right. done after that's Black right. Sails. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. Really, really great. And uh, he's a good actor. Like in the first season or so, you're not too sure about him as Long John Silver, you know, like, and then eventually when he starts becoming the character and, and changing his attitude and stuff like that. And, and when he gets the peg leg, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he, he conveys it very well, especially like just the trauma of having an injury like that. So very good actor. Um, it could it could be the costumery, but what I'm looking at here, he's got a bit of the Kit Harrington about him as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he's a way better actor than Kit Harrington. Is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't seen Black Sails. Oh, it's really good. It is um, good. I've seen the first season. Yeah, the first season is like the first couple. The first half is kind of like very a lot of building up, but once you get to season two, and it's just like it's just all it's fire. It's just like it's a great Age of Sail mm -hmm. uh, series. Like you just it really gets into like the politics of NASA and Whitehall and. 
all these guys like okay, cool. it, it's almost like it was the the, the early 1700s was like the wild west of America because you had all these figures like Jack Rackham, Charles Vane, and Bonnie, uh, Edward Teach, Blackbeard, who I just saw in uh, the third season is is played by Ray Stevenson, who I loved from uh, Rome, and because uh, he played Titus Pulo, and uh, he's fantastic as uh, Blackbeard. So cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a fun series. It goes the HBO route earlier on. They want to get you know they have the nudity in there and the sex and stuff and. And whatnot, but I don't think it's as excessive as HBO uses it, and they seem to focus on the story more. So, well, I got a couple of long that- shots that that I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna match you with. Okay, uh, tell me what you think of this, guys. This is a long shot. Ryan Gosling. What do you think? Is he too big? I mean, is he, uh, you think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I, mean, I see if you're it there. Use Ryan Gosling. I say just use Dan Stevens. He he he, cho- he chooses his parts though. Like <laughs> yeah. I find that that Gosling chooses the roles that he wants. So it would be up to him to do it if they asked him. And it seems like he likes picking various little pieces. Like, you got Blade Runner 2049. You have that movie uh, Crazy for Love, I think it was called. The one with, like, Emma Stone and Steve Carell that he did. You've got uh, Drive. And then he did the, the drive. drive. Well, yeah. La La Land. Yeah. So he's, La La he's all over the place. He, yeah. he picks, yeah, he he picks projects. I mean, I, 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 see, can't, I can't I see, see him as, like a, as, a sta- as a long-standing kind of thing. I see where you're going with it. Like, it's not, like, I don't, I'm not... I'm not against it. I just, I don't know. Would you want him as an American Bond or would you want him as like a British Bond? I'll be honest. I don't want to see an American Bond because. No, I don't either. I like like Like, like, I I don't want to see anything American, like American. I'm not interested in that. I'm I'm tired of that. He could do, if he does the accent well, I suppose, but. Well, I I just think he's Canadian. He's Commonwealth, you know? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's why he's Canadian, right? So. I forgot about that. Why not? How about like, Sam, how about Sam said, like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, Sam Claflin. I was thinking of him. He's getting probably in his forties. He's in his he's about forty now or late thirties. Yeah, I just know that we, we talked about him with the Nola Holmes. You know, I mean, he should he have been that. Holmes, in my opinion. He would have been a better oh, cast yeah. as Holmes. Would have been better. He he certainly out, yeah. yeah he he overshadowed uh, our friend. Yeah. Uh, Still wasn't name? a huge Kevin. fan of him as Mycroft, but he was, you know. Nah, nah. Maybe, maybe he's not. But my long shot, okay, I, Ryan Gosling was one of my long shots. And my other one, Fine. I think I think it would be neat to see. I think he's out of the conversation now, but I still think that he would, okay, I'll just say it. Okay, he's out of the conversation now, but he was big in the yeah. conversation before. It's Tom Hiddleston. I, I would like to watch mm. Tom Hiddleston as Bond. Yeah, I, I would I'm like to see that. I can see him doing it. I mean, the night the night manager was a great series, which oh, is what really yeah. brought his name into it. Yeah, he was. Amazing. I can see him doing it. I can see him. You dress him like Roger Moore, or sorry, no, uh, he he would be more in the ilk of like a lighter Moore type guy. But yeah, he's got a great smile. He's charismatic, and uh, yeah. yeah, he could bulk up. Obviously, he's proven he that could. right. For, he yeah. has, but I charismatic like the, to the team. The physique like, he I mean, has the night he took manager a villain is perfect and made him like everyone's favorite character essentially. So I mean. Mm-hmm. But is he too big now? Is, is he is he too franchised now? Because he has a season of Loki well, coming up. Well, because he has Loki season, up, but that yeah, I don't know. He could do it. I don't know. Yeah. What about Dev Patel? You know, he was in the. Uh, oh, he's a, yeah. He's a good. He's a good actor, man. Like Dev Patel, the Green Knight yeah, wasn't a gr- the, the Green Knight wasn't a great. Mo- no, it wasn't a great movie, but he was oh, really good in it. Oh. And. As a young guy in Slumdog Millionaire, he was just fantastic. I, I don't know. I think maybe he could be a neat, a neat Bond too. You know? Yeah, Dev Patel would, would be a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. The, I, I know, like Ed, the look of him in the in the Green Knight. Like you could definitely see him in that role, and he was definitely like he yeah. built up and for the role and stuff. And he has a, and he has a presence for sure. He's a good he's a good choice. 
Well, I'm. Uh, what I'm, about Andrew Garfield? He's not. He's. Uh, what yeah. about him? Yeah. No. He, he could ball. He could bulk up a little bit. He's yeah. not doing this the Spider-Man stuff anymore. No. He seems to pick interesting projects now. Like he has that Netflix series coming out. He looks or, or too TV young. Show. But I know that he's a good actor, and so I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'd have. You know, it's one of those things. That's is he American bad, or British? Or he's, oh, he's, he's British. British. He's definitely British. Yeah. yeah. How old is he now, guys? He's uh, must be in his... thirty. He's like early thirties. Like he's not. He looks younger than he is. I say he's thirty-five. Yeah, that's possible. Do you yeah. know what? That, that's a great. That's a great idea. I hadn't even thought of Andrew Garfield. I really liked him as that sort of awkward Peter Parker. And he's a, yeah. a good actor, man. And now I saw him in that. What's no, I didn't. Is it the Mel Gibson one? He does uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Is that Mel Gibson movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. No, He's that's not a Gibson good, movie. That's not. I got that wrong. Don't. No, I? no he directed. He, uh, no, he directed that. He, he directed it. Yeah. Did he? No, no, no yeah. he did. We were soldiers. Who directed Hacksaw no, Ridge? No. Oh, wait. Okay, just a sec. Uh, I saw him in a movie where he played where he played a guy with PTSD. I know. I saw that film. That's Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Is that and, he refu- and, he re- and he refused to fight? Yeah, he was a conscientious objector and he won the Medal of Honor. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I saw. That's the one I saw. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, with the the you know what? He's, uh, he's 38. I he's, don't know. Uh, you're younger than me, so he's not that young. He just looks friggin' young. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good pick, Josh, he because he goes in the, he, Dan, no, he goes in the Dan Stevens mold. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, exactly. He does. I, I would say Dan Stevens has got a bit more of the rugged handsomeness that Garfield doesn't yeah. have, but yep, Garfield's yep. got that sort of English. That thin English yeah, presentation, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, if they wanted to go there, but yeah, geez, I hadn't thought of that. That's, that's, oh, a, great, that's, that's a, a good, good choice. Have people yep. been talking about him, Josh Garfield? No, not not for this role. People have been talking to him about whether he's going to show okay. up in that new Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire right, or not. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, if I had to pick, I mean, I suppose we're getting towards the end of our conversation now. I don't know, uh, Chapman. You got any more on your list that uh, we haven't talked about that you think could oh, uh, be no. in the conversation? No, uh, I mean, I had, yeah, I mean, I had Damien, no, no, that, that's basically all, uh, those are the ones I was thinking of. Uh, so it feels like to me, Jeff, your your desire here is to see Dan Stevens get a bit of love in the Bond world. <laughs> yeah, and I think that would, I think that would be a freaking home run, to be honest with you. Well, I'm going to check out more of his work, because I really do like, um, well, like what I see here on his, his resume, it looks good. And- He's very diverse in every, he can do anything. Yeah. He can be funny. He can be, you know, suave. He can yeah. be a psycho. Uh, and man, like his I have some dark piercing. horses as well. <laughs> yeah, just, just right. If, if we just yeah. before we wind down, I do have some sure. dark horses uh, that could be considered. Uh, people have been mentioning the possibility of Chris Hemsworth. I don't like that choice personally. Nah, he's too. Nah, he's a he's tank. Too Aussie. He's, he's too. He's, yeah. He's too Aussie. <laughs> Okay. I, he was good in that action movie Extraction. Oh, and there's going to be a sequel. There is going to be a sequel. Which I'm that. like, how the hell does that happen? But okay. Yeah, I, I guess he didn't die. <laughs> you anyway. what? Anyways, that's a good movie, though. Uh, yeah, so he's a possibility, um, I suppose. Another person that people have been mentioning as a, uh, a possible Bond, too. Who's the guy? From, I forget his name now. He was from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yes. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie yes, Hunnam. Yes, he was yeah. on the. Yeah, yeah. He's a possibility too. He, uh, he's are these dark horses, or are they just things that you've heard about? Are these people that you no, think you would you have actually, a good run? I think, I think he the, the, actually was rumored that I saw like in a in a yeah. chat that people suggested. Yeah. So I'm just bringing those two people to, to just oh, to the board. So they're not your choices. If, if, they're not no, your dark no, horses. No, no, no. Okay. no. Sorry, they're they're, they're like what people. They're, they're what people think. Okay, yeah. 
I'm just trying to see if, if you know, if I got any bounce back from those suggestions from you guys, just for the sake I gotcha. of uh, okay. uh, entertainment, I, mean, I suppose. Or Charlie Hunnam's not a bad choice. He uh, he's done some co- like not great films, but he's a good actor, and I mean yeah. he's definitely British. And I I had no idea until I, I liked him in the gentleman. That was probably one of his. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Him and mm-hmm. him and Guy Ritchie. He should keep doing Guy Ritchie stuff. Uh, to be honest with you. But, I mean, I actually had no idea. Mm. watching, And I watched all of Sons of Anarchy, and I really enjoyed that show. I had no friggin' idea he was British. And he's, like, he, you cannot mistake his accent when you hear him. And some people thought he was putting on the accent, thinking he was American, like, mm-hmm. the opposite. And I'm like, no, no, it's actually the other way around. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Uh, yeah, so I think we kind of went through, you know, the main names and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, one name that we didn't mention yet that I think Jeff mentioned at the beginning of the of the episode before we started was uh, Luke Evans. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's uh, he's on that short list, but he's sort of like a, a bit of a hail mary, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I I like him a lot. He's in the Alienist uh, and and a bunch of different things, and he's the last suave. two Hobbit films as well. Yep. He's a good actor, and he's and very that- handsome. Not great Dracula. No, film. yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes, yes Dracula. Yeah. I noticed that one on his, on his resume. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, he's the good on the Alienist. Dark Universe to recreate the Universal Monsters yeah. franchise, and that did not turn out well. But to me, he looks like a Bond, and he the way he carries himself, he's he's usually uh, very well, a very well-dressed kind of character, kind of like a Bond. I mean... He'd be um, the first uh, gay actor to play James That's Bond. true. He would be. Uh, cool. Yeah. But well, why I, don't yeah, we... I, I'd be okay with him. Guys, why don't we end then by offering a short list of who we'd like to see as uh, potential Bonds or seriously considered by the producers? I mean, if we're Broccoli and Wilson, who are we giving our audition time to? We got yeah, three. We, we could pick three. We three? each have a chit. Okay. We each have a chit of three auditions. Who are you offering yours to, BFG? Uh, uh, Regé Jean Page. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for my uh, personal choice, and that would be Luke Arnold. Uh, I'm okay. going. I'm going to go for that. Okay. And uh, now that you mentioned for an older Bond, uh, that would be really cool. Now, now that I, I visualize it, based on what you told me, Scott, mm-hmm. I'm going for Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Agree. So those are your three auditions. Um, I'll go next, and Jeff, you can have your last word. Sure. Yeah. No problem. As uh, you know, the producers called me in. They say, Scott, I really need you to help out here, buddy. Um, I've got uh, no idea who we should audition. Can you give me three names, and I'll add them to our growing list? And I would say, yes, Babs, no problem. Um, Mike, no problem. Here we go. I'm going to say, give an audition to James McAvoy, because I think he'll surprise you. And I'm then going to say, Michael Fassbender, three o'clock. And after those two, I'm going to say, fuck it, Tom Hiddleston, come into the building. Let's see what you can do. Tom Hiddleston, Michael okay. Fassbender, and James McAvoy. Those are my three auditions. Yeah, I know I'm going with bigger names, not really not really unknowns. I appreciate that. But I'd love to see either of those gentlemen uh, do the Bond do the Bond thing. Um, okay. Ryan Gosling. Nah, yeah, nah, nah. I'm going with those three. Hiddleston, it's okay. Fassbender. And McAvoy, neither one to last more than three films. Okay, but let's get those yeah. guys in there to see okay, what they can do. That's fair. One thing I did want to mention is so apparently, like going from that article that I had mentioned, the people that were sort of again on the the top of the short list that mm-hmm. people are betting on 
is another person that's apparently he's tied for the odds. And again, I'm just going by this article. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, it is Tom Hopper. And Tom Hopper, uh, and you know, he's a tall drink of uh, water as yeah, well. Yeah, also yeah, in Black Sail. Yeah, he's been in the Umbrella uh, Academy and, and different right. things like that. So, yes. And, you know, he's a, he's a good actor. I like him. Uh, and I didn't actually realize he's British. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. I thought he obviously because he he plays. He was in American Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, then with Harley's brother. So he apparently is is actually uh, he's tied for the odds with uh, Tom uh, Tom Hardy. Anyways, um, I guess my like I'm I'm rooting now. I know it's just you know my list, but I like Dan Stevens to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. With I think that's choice. a great choice, Jeff. I mean, if we have any contribution to the big picture, the big <laughs> conversation, let's put Dan Stevens on. The I list would put him in my. I would put him in my top five. He, like, he's um, he's I think my top choice right now, and I, I'm going to give all the credit to to my girlfriend Rachel, who sort of put that that thank you Rachel seed, for putting yeah, them on my radar Rachel. anyway. Yeah, um, and so I mean, two I think more you I, got two more audition yeah, spots. No, I know, I know. I actually kind of like the idea of Luke Evans. To be honest with you, I just oh, and yeah. um, I guess I I'm thinking that uh, Reggie. Uh, Reggie Jean Page actually like I I mean I don't know I just I like he seems like again I guess I'm going just on physical I I, I mean I know he's a good actor but it would be interesting to see someone like him uh, check out like uh, the the first couple episodes of yeah. Bridgerton and you'll probably agree with me I, but this is why we're not maybe, this is you why know we're what? not maybe I'll I'll, right? I'll just get out <laughs> yeah. the whiteboard and erase it but I, you know what I was thinking. Um, Oh my goodness! It was the other one, uh, F- Fastbender. I, I would like. I think I would like actually Fastbender. So I'm going to go uh, Dan Stevens, Luke Evans, and Fastbender. Actually, there's another actor that didn't come into the conversation, and he's not on my audition list. But Michael B. Jordan, I love him. Oh yes, Creed. They, yes, yes. And uh, I know yeah. he's very American in the presentation of the films yeah. we've seen so far. But yeah. man, I think also from the one. they. Yeah, also so from good. the wires. So good. He's a good actor. He's, a, he's, he's great. Fucking I, really good. I've yeah. always liked him. Uh, yeah. And even even in the, you know, he did a mo- the most recent thing, or the most recent thing I've seen of him was that uh, that sort of one-off film adaptation of Without Remorse. Um, yeah, he was very good in it, even though, like, obviously, I'm, I'm very uh, partial to the book. Uh, it's, the, the, the movie is nothing like the book. But I do like him, and I did like him in... Um, Black Panther, obviously. Yeah, he was very a great early work in in, um, in the Wire. But Michael B. Jordan is excellent. I really like him, and he's actually a very diverse actor. So I would have no problems with him being Bond. I mean, it. I have. You, you got to get that accent right, though. That would well, be that's the, 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 yeah. He has to yeah. do yeah. the accent. There's coaching for that, you know, and, and whatnot. However, he he is. A brick shit house as well. So I don't know if, sure you, would, is, yeah. if you would That's continue on with uh, I'm going to run through a wall instead of find a way to get around it. But uh, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But regardless. But no, that's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. I think. But look, guys, this. This has been uh, a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. as always, you know, listeners, get in touch. Let us know what you think. Uh, who, who could be, should be the next Bond? Uh, we've given lots of different names today, but we know there's a lot more out there that are part of conversations that we're not privy to. So send us in your uh, your thoughts and your feelings. Uh, email us at bondbynumbers3 at gmail.com or look us up on the socials, Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, contribute to the conversation. Let us know because... We're now looking, you know, we're looking as much as anybody else. The producers might have some things under the hat. There could be conversations already had. Who knows? If you're listening, pick Dan Stevens. 
Dan Stevens. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna go look at uh, more Dan Stevens work. I always wanted an excuse to watch Downton Abbey, so I guess uh, I think I'll, I'll you go there. It is. And Michelle Dockery. There's a good note. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michelle Dockery. Yeah, she was in. Um, yeah. I loved her in The Gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. There you go. She's really good in The Gentleman too. Guys, later this year, uh, this year it might be in the new year, 2022. But later this season, we have a spinoff um, episode for a What If coming up. It'll be our third What If of the year. We're doing right. spinoffs, and I- I'm glad that we've had this one out of the way because our spinoff What If isn't going to deal with Bond so much as it is the Bond universe and other actors. Yes. So that that's going to be sure. that'll be a lot of fun when we get to it couple of episodes left, guys, on Bond by Numbers before uh, the new year rolls in. We've got a double O Origins, Jeff, which you're going to lead us through. And we've got our holiday special, which is in the works. I'm looking forward to that one. Always looking forward to that, the holiday special. So a uh, lot still coming up before the new year comes over. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And like I said, get in touch. Let us know what you think. Any last words, boys? Uh, no. No, no. I'm, I'm a man of few uh, words. We've had the last Not word. Really. Dan Stevens. Let's yeah. uh, see him at <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take care, guys. And uh, out there in the Bond world, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you back here on Bond by numbers soon. Cheerio. Cheerio.